Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's up? It's Ocean. What's up? It's your man, Crucial. Make sure you guys check out our new single on September 18th, Do What I Want. It's going to be available on all platforms. Make sure you check it out. Download it. Share it. Dance. Have a good time. And make sure you check us out on Cherry's World Podcast Live. Watch the full interview now with Pins Deep on the official Cherry Johnson YouTube page. Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get live. Welcome to Cherry's World. What is up, Cherry's World Podcast? Okay, so today's show is actually a gift for Courtney. Courtney is an NBA fan. I happen to be friends with some NBA players, and me and this homie, we go back to the 90s. In fact, In 1998, he was drafted first round pick number 11. Do you know who it is? This man has played for the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Houston Rockets, uh, New Orleans Hornets, and a few others. Do you know who it is yet? (laughs) Without further ado, I am gonna introduce you to my homeboy, Mr. Bonzi Wells. This is Cherry's World. Making Memories Sales Series. It's a sale that allows families and people in our communities in any city, state, or showtime to attend a series of events at a lower price than most, such as like the Trolls Live, Disney on Ice, the Universal Soul Circus, concerts, sports, and more. Contact Less Is More Events at 202-930-930. 3533. Again, that's 202-930-3533. Visit the website, get They're on social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter, less is more events. Get out and lime. If you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. 
am happy to show you guys the best thing to come out of 2020. It's called the Stress Phone. It's a cool new stress reliever with a digital link to the Emotional Healing Box. You can get yours today at StressPhone.com. And by the way, the Stress Phone is a Black-owned business. Just welcome to Cherry's World, Bonzi. I already did your intro. But the big thing about this show is for people to know my friends the way I know my friends and not just what people see on TV. Okay. Okay, so Courtney has the first question. Courtney, what did you ask me about Bonzi earlier? I don't know how you all know each other. <laughs> she bumped into me. She, she, she bumped into me, you know, out and about living a life. We was young, bumped into her, and we, you know, no, like, kind of connected. He's trying to be sweet. Like, I literally, like, ran into the day. <laughs> <laughs> and then went like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And we've just been friends ever since. That is a dope setup you got behind you, though. You know we repping them Colts, baby. You know, we had them, we had them, them football wars every week on on our show. Me, she, and our, um, our, our partner, Gerald. Yeah. So we all rep our shit every week. How you got the Pacers hat on, though? I fuck with the I'm, I'm from here. They're my team. Shit. <laughs> my team. What am I supposed to do? I'm from Chicago, so you know Reggie. Reggie's. Yeah. I know y'all hate Reg. <laughs> and just so you know, go ahead, Bonzi, and shout out your new show. Huh? Shout out your show. Shout it out? Yeah. Talk about your show. Are we filming? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know we was filming. Don't even worry about it. We keep it, we keep it hella real here. Oh, <laughs> shit. My bad. <laughs> That's the part that I like. Oh, okay. That's my bag. <laughs> I'm over here fidgeting. Nah, 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 nah. But, but yeah, man, I love the show, man. You know, let's get technical show with, um, you know, my man Rashid Wallace, Gerald Brown, man. Uh, it was just an idea, man, that that kind of came to my head a couple years ago, and then I started seeing my brothers over the last couple years starting to have success in it, especially with uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. I mean, those guys are killing it um, with all the smoke and um, with Showtime. So I, I pulled up on them one day. Just was interesting, and you know, because I'm so used to making a hard buck. Like, you know, I'm making a physical buck to make a dollar. I'm not used to sitting down talking sports, so I didn't think it was real. And then I pulled up on them in New York one day, saw what they was doing, and I couldn't believe that's all they was doing was talking sports and and going to a meeting, kind of going through what they was going to talk about again in the next segment. I was like, this is what it is, and he was like, yeah. So I called Rashid, like, yo, we got to get in this. It's our time. We have a voice now. People like us can talk. So, you know, that's what we've been doing ever since. And I think it's awesome, Courtney, just so you know a little backstory. One of the guys that he works with, Gerald, actually gave me a shot to do my sports show a long time ago I used to do with him called The Bottom Line Sports Show. Yeah. Oh. So he's working with this same- <laughs> Yeah, we connected, bro. Yeah, our lives are synonymous. He's stuck <laughs> with me for life. Yeah. Oh. So do Cherry know her sports? Oh, yeah. I, I've heard good things about her and her sports uh, knowledge. Uh, Gerald kind of told me that she, she's real crafty with it. Okay. I know my football. Football is my sport. Yeah. The rest Who? of them, you know, I know a little basketball because of the boys, but <laughs> can't play to save my life. Well, Bonzi, you were a uh, Portland Trailblazer. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like, here we go again, tra- Trailblazers and Lakers. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't start. Don't bring it up. Blazers, the Blazers was up. Everybody was predicting. Barkley said it was going to be a sweep. And 
now we tied up and now everybody's saying Dame the end, uh, messed up his index finger. Now it looks like uh, same old, same old. Lakers going to beat y'all in five. <laughs> in five? Man, I, man I, I don't know, man. I mean, but I mean, I was happy to see the Blazers kind of get that first win because everybody didn't get, didn't nobody give them a chance. But they were so, they, they're the hot team right now and they're playing so well. You know, Dame Lillard's playing at an unbelievable clip. I mean, this is probably one of the playoffs for the ages. You know, the type of stuff that he's doing, the numbers, you know, the pressure, you know, all the rhetoric, the, the back and forth, everybody talking shit to each other, all that good stuff. And he's still going out there 61, 50, 40, 30 and 10. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. So, I mean, I was, I was glad to see him get that one win, but I understand this game. I knew LeBron and AD and that Lakers organization was going to make an adjustment like we all knew they was going to do. So I just think it's going to either go six or seven and, you know, if it goes seven games, you know, it's really like who, you know, it's, it's a toss-up because there's no home court advantage anymore. Mm. You, know, you know, this bubble is unprecedented right now. There's no home court advantage. Just, you know, he, Brian ain't got Denzel and all them on that front row putting pressure on them dudes, you know what I'm saying, to make a shot in front of them, you know. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's, no, it's just like a neutral territory and anybody can win. Let's talk about that. Basketball yeah. now, like, do you think that you would have as much fun on the court today as you had in your time? Like, you can't even really talk shit right now. Man, you know, it, they, they made the game, and, and I don't want to say they made it soft. They, it's just we played a physical, aggressive game. Like, you know what I'm saying? You damn near couldn't take two steps without getting chucked with a forearm or, or somebody jaw-jacking or just in your ear, you know, Kevin Garnett, Gary Payton. You know, Reggie Miller, you know, they, ah, they said whatever. They might have you so mad, you ready to forget the game. You know, said something deep. Like, you know, said something about my mama's mama. And, uh, you know, they might, because, you know, they go deep. They're trying to push the buttons. And now, now it's kind of game. It's only one person in the game that can get away with murder, and that's Draymond Green. I don't know how he gets away with it, but he does the antics. Like, he's Rashid Wallace on steroids. Like, he's like 10 times worse than Rashid with the antics, the talking stuff. He could just cuss the refs out, and they're kind of just – act like they don't hear them. But everything else is just kind of like very soft. Like guys can come in there, they barely get touched. They can just, you know, finish at, at, at a high level. They can come off these screens and just shoot these butt naked threes without really getting chucked by the big. So it's just such a freelance game. And I think that's what the NBA wanted. They wanted more scoring. They wanted guys to show who they are. And sometimes with that physical um, game, you can't show it. I like the physical game. But what about the fact that the audience is not there to drown out? Like there's no crowd. Yeah. So yeah. anything that those guys say on the court is picked up on a microphone. Yeah, I mean, that's what's real about it. I mean, and these guys know. They know where the microphones are. I mean, trust me, we know where the mic's at. We're going to say something to kind of get that sound bite. But <clears throat> I don't really – like, you know, we had Gary Trent Jr. on the show a couple weeks ago, and we were just trying to go live from the bubble. And just, you know, just like, bro, how are y'all getting the energy up? And he was just like, man, we hoopers. You know, it's, it's not as much pressure, but it is. You know, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Because he was trying to explain the pressures, but he couldn't tell me the pressures. He was just like, man, it's just like free hoop out here. Like, it's just like we just out here going at each other. It don't really matter, you know, who you got to impress or whatever. We just hooping. So if I was in this life still today, I think I would love it because I, feel, I used to feel a little bit of anxiety from the crowd a little bit. You know, 15, 20,000 20, people, you know, kind of against, against you. That's tough sometimes. Really? I kind of feel like it's like the WNBA. Like, we're just watching them run and shoot, run and shoot. <laughs> I don't have to say anything about the WNBA, but, like, they don't have the showtime. Yeah. The NBA has. Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing the showtime. Like, it, it's not keeping my interest, honestly. Really? Yeah. I mean, but, you know, these are unprecedented times. I mean, I think the NBA, 
is doing the, I mean, they've done a, a magnificent job with the presentations that, that they're doing. I mean, with the virtual fans, you know, I got a chance to be a virtual fan in a, a, one of the Portland Trailblazers games. And it was a cool experience because I was just kind of basically doing a, a, sitting in a lobby, doing a Zoom call with about 10 to 15 different Blazer fans. And we were watching the game and just talking and just kind of conversing. And it was a good experience. And, you know, I didn't realize that, that they actually sell those seats. So, you know, the NBA is awesome about trying to make some money, ain't they? Wow. So, so, so you actually <clears throat> know when you were on the, the 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 screen in the in the in the arena? Yeah, we was uh, we was we was. I mean, we was basically doing what we're doing. We we're, were in front of the computer, but we can, you know we had different boxes. Obviously, like the Zoom calls, and we had a box where we can watch the game. But then you know you have boxes where you can see all the other people. You can scroll through, talk to them, and engage, interact. So I thought it was a cool experience. I did not. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Is this the future? Like, is this is this huh. it? Man, I, man, probably. I mean, because I know the brain trust. I know their my brains go so much deeper than ours, and I know they're trying to find a way to win during these situations. And I think that was a – I felt like I was at the game. Not, you know, like, I mean, I, it was just a cool experience, you know, just kind of watching the game, you know, Blazer fans in there. They were asking us questions. We were just engaging, having fun. You know, when they made a big shot or something, we was getting hype and – and they might catch that steel frame and just kind of really loop it and kind of just see us doing like if Melo hit a three, we was all here with it. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was really, really cool, man. So, you know, the brain trusts are figuring figuring these things out, trust me. I hope that this doesn't last. And if it does, I feel totally guilty. I didn't take my kids to enough games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will, because Adam Silver said the other day that I think the next season is gonna be postponed until they can figure out how to get uh get fans back into the arenas and people playing back at home. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money that, you know, lost. I mean, if you think about it, just think about, let's just think about the Lakers. They're, they're the highest market. Just think how much they're missing per game, you know, 41 games a year before the playoffs. Uh, every game you're probably making five, six million a game. You know, those, those ticket seats are amazingly high compared to Indiana. You know what I'm saying? The front row season, for LA Laker Golden State game is probably 20, 30, 40,000. You can probably get that game here in Indiana for 2,000. So they're missing so much money in these in every place in this market. And then the apparel, food, parking, you know, all that stuff, you know, they they count, they factor that in. So it's a lot of money being lost. Wow. I can't even okay, so I'm gonna ask a question. Now I know Courtney's gonna be a gentleman, so he ain't gonna ask, but I'm gonna ask. Okay. I know the new guys ain't changed so much from the old guys, right? Okay. Sneaking no chicks into the bubble, like <laughs> man, man. I, you know, I, I, I told Gary, I said, G, G, just keep it real, G. I mean, it's not snitching. Well, talk to me. Somebody trying to sneak some of the, some of their, some of their work in, in the bubble. Somebody is trying to, or at least they're trying to, at least have them a couple miles from the bubble or something. I mean, I know these young boys are wild and and and, and they gotta have it. <laughs> Bonzi, Bonzi, them, them sideline reporters. I don't know if we can say this in the, in today's world, but them sideline reporters is nice and and they there, so you should be. They should be all right. I mean, but you know, it's, you know, you try to. I mean, the most of the sideline reporters that when I was in the game, they kept it very professional. At least you know, in public. I don't know if they you know got you know got a chance to really link up with some of these guys behind scene, behind the scene, or whatever. But for the most part. I'm hearing them guys are just really, just really getting in touch with themselves. <laughs> 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 now nah, I'm joking. I mean, that's all you can really do. I mean, you can just, 
spend a long time with yourself and you know watch some movies and you know talk get some FaceTime going. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say about the women sideline reporters is I don't think most of them would would do it because they fight so hard to get there. As a woman, yeah. it's so much harder to get on that court than it is as a man. You have such a point to prove. Yeah. But why would I give up my whole career for this? Well, let me ask you this, Cherry. If you yeah. were working there and you're a woman, yes. and you're stuck in that bubble as well, you got knees just like the men, what would you do? Look, I knew a bunch of them guys before there was a bubble, and I never crossed <laughs> the line then. So I went across. You stuck there ninety days. I'm cool. Really? Ninety days to my career versus losing my career over some dick. I'm good. I don't know. I, you sure now? You sure it can't be one person in that whole league that can move you? No, not over my career. If I have to pick my career, which is my guaranteed check, okay? Okay. Over some bubble gum and a wet ass? Nah. I'm going to pick my check. But I'm just saying, though, but what if it's not in your contract that you couldn't talk to a guy? You're young. You're single. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Like, that's not – that. like, professionally, that's not an option that you would get in trouble. Would you do it? Probably still not. You know why? Because I have to work with all those guys. And from what I've learned about the NBA. Okay. Yeah, someone they all know. <laughs> So I still have to go back the next season, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still interviewing these guys. They're not calling me no trot under their throat. <laughs> what they call you? <laughs> oh, Waps. <laughs> I don't know the slang. I'm working on the She don't know. It's called a thought. A thought. Okay. <laughs> she's been out the game. Sound like she's been out the game a little bit, man. She's been out the game. <laughs> And then, and then what's that that uh, Cardi B you told me last week? Oh, whap. Oh, whap. Hey, man. I listened, to, I listened to that song, man. I feel like I needed a cigarette after I listened to that song. I was like, God, give me a cigarette. Watch the video. But I, I couldn't do it. I was scared. I watched a little bit of it. I had to turn it off. I had to do it in segments. It was okay. It was kind of cute, and I think Kylie Jenner looks really cute in it. No, they look awesome. The ladies look amazing. I just got, I just ain't ready. Like it was just a lot. It was left for my little, my little young forty-three-year-old ass ears to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. Courtney asked me when we were actually recording, so now I think I know something. <laughs> which, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Courtney Bonzi was clowning me yesterday, and I got off the phone because he was because he told me I lost my edge. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Explain that. I didn't know she had an edge. Ever, you know, like when I met her years ago, we met years ago, man, years. We were some babies, man. We was, you know, training broad days. Now, just flat. Now, <laughs> now, we met a long time ago, man. We both was on the circuit. You know what I'm saying? And she was just a little bit more on with it. Now she became a mom. Like she really laid back and chilled and just kind of like real nice out here and organic and sweet sometimes. And I'll be, I'll be barely want to like her post sometimes. I'll be like, man, I don't, I don't even know this person. She's fronting for the ground. <laughs> <laughs> See, I used to like, I used to know all the rappers and then now <laughs> Like, I know nursery rhymes and children's books. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who's this? Who's this person? Okay, she changed. I understand mommyhood can change people. I mean, salute to that. 
<laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't to hang out anymore. Like the strip club days are over. I want those strip club wings, but now y'all got to bring me a doggy bag. I just can't. It's it's not the same. They don't taste they don't taste good once the outside air hit them. <laughs> once the outside air hit them little wing wings, they ain't right. I ain't never ate in the strip club. I never ate no chicken in the strip club. Pause. Yeah, man. Hold on. Hey man, hold up, man. Listen, man. Cut this. Turn, turn in your car, bro. I never turn in your Come on. Come on. Listen, don't never say that on wax again. I never yeah, eat anything. In the what are you in there doing? You just in there really just tricking, huh? Like, you ain't doing nothing but just throwing money. I wasn't even doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, what you going for? Different. I don't even want to. We don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> My strip club experience when all these boys had their heydays, right? Uh, there was a lot of money going around. I was having my hand out with all my clothes on because I was ordering food. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was giving them their money back when we walk out. Like, oh, you handed me way too much. No, oh, you was one of them, huh? <laughs> yes. I don't want to go with you. <laughs> you handed me two, three thousand dollars. Cool. Let me get some wings. Yeah. Can I get some Bellevue and Crane? Can we get some French fries? <laughs> I'm there and eat all that. I'm gonna give her like maybe sixty dollars. Ooh, maybe, maybe, and then damn, we'll boy, you tight with that money that's yours. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I write the money that's not mine. Damn, you tight with it. Hey, you heard that? She been going for a minute. She said Belvedere and Cran. <laughs> did, did you say Belvedere? You hear? She said Ooh, Belvedere. I, I thought it was. I thought she was. I thought she said something else, and the and, and the connection went out. <laughs> Let me put you up on this new one. I'm gonna have to send you a bottle, Bonzi, for us called Legendary. And it's some rum. It's some peach tea rum, right? And oh. it's from Houston, and it's black owned. You sure? Sir? Yeah. It's Is great. It They're sponsoring the show, Bonzi, so it's great. It's, no, it really is good. Okay, well, send me some of that now. I'm not really a big drinker, but you know, I will get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I drank mine earlier. Oh, okay, so you're feeling good. Bonzi, I gotta, I gotta ask you uh, a multi-part question. All right. So let's go back to the Blaze. I'm a big Lakers fan. Oh shit. So how did y'all lose that game seven, man? First of all, let me bring up old shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> questions when it comes to that. So. Nah, you know, bro, man. But you know, I was young, man. This was, um, this was my second year in the league, man, and I was young. Didn't really understand the moment, but, you know, it's been 20 years ago, you know, this year. And I just remember, like, you know, as we've been talking about, especially lately since, you know, um, the great Kobe Bryant passed away, rest in peace, Kobe. You know, we've been been reliving it because I couldn't even really watch it. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't watch the game for a long time. So I've been reliving it the last, you know, year, you know, six months or whatever, just really reliving it. And if you look at that game, we had them guys beat. We just happened to miss 13 straight shots at the wrong time. Like we was up like 17 with like one minute to go in the third. And I think Brian Shaw banked a three pointer at the end of the third quarter to kind of give them at least a little bit of, you know, hope. And it was down 14 and then it was crazy. Like any other time the clock goes fast as fuck. Clock goes, ah, man. Okay. Boom. It's over. Man, this clock was going so slow and them dudes are scoring. You know, we, we, we miss a shot, scoring, miss a shot. Then, you know, I'm just on the bench as a young boy, just looking like, damn, Man, I, I know we're gonna win these. I know we're gonna win it. And then when he threw that lob to Shaq, and Shaq got the pointing and doing all that dumb shit, man, the the roar that was in that arena, man, I was just sitting back like, damn, man, because as a young boy, 
I was excited because we had a chance to come home. I'm from Indiana. We was going to play my Pacers. That's so right. I was, like, I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to win a championship my second year. I'm going to go to the crib. We're going to bust their ass. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to be flexing. I don't know. I'm thinking about all that dumb shit while we're up 17. And then it was just like my, my party thoughts and <laughs> the, the, the parade, all that stuff was just just all down the drain as I watched that game. And it was, you know, just really one of the toughest moments in my basketball career. But I'm young not knowing that I wouldn't be back. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, we'll be back next year. We got a, a great team. Like, we way better than these guys in real life. So, But it didn't happen, and the Lakers went on, as you know, to win two or th- uh, three straight, and they deserved it because it was a good team. Let me follow up with that. Uh, what was Scottie Pippen like uh, yeah. when he first got there? With, cause, you know, he got picked on by Oakley, and yeah. you know, he, got, he got rough treatment. It, was he yeah. – treat you guys that like that when y'all were young or, did, or what did he like kind of avoid that well how was he like in general but you gotta understand what he was coming to he probably was scared of us you know what i mean because he probably heard of us you know we was we was like the jail but we were the thugs back then like not scared of but like he he probably thought we was probably wild young boys you know what i'm saying people vet you know how when you become a vet you don't be really mess with them young boys like that so he probably thought we was wild but when he got there you know, I, I love Scottie Pippen. He was one of my favorite players growing up. So he got to just saying we were cool. You know, he didn't really flex his muscles too much. He didn't put that whole Bulls persona on it. He just wanted to be one of the guys, to be honest. And yeah. we hung out. You know, he invited us to his home. He came to our home. You know, he started getting braids. He started wearing headbands and shit. He was just, you know, he was just doing, you know, just being one of the guys. And we really respected him for that. And he wasn't trying to you know, son us or, you know, make us feel small or nothing like that. I mean, every now and then he might have to say some stuff on some OG type stuff, which we respected. But for the most part, great teammate, great professional. And, you know, I wish I could have got him the seventh ring. This is Cherry's World. All right, let's take some time out to talk about one of our new sponsors this week. Do you know anyone with less than perfect credit and looking to make an additional income working from home? then you need to talk to Herschel Miller. In less than five minutes, learn how to change your financial future forever. You can reach Herschel direct at 480-453-9345 or by email at teamdestiny623 at gmail.com. Follow Herschel on Instagram at Mr. H. Miller and use the promo code CHERRY. Get ready to change your financial future forever. Your initial switch, let me turn it around. I want to just lay you down. And I don't want to ever, ever take you through your path. Let me just show you now. You got me ready. You got me ready. You got me ready. Fonzie, did I know? <laughs> Fonzie, you were talking about like you know, just the mood of things and things bringing you down. How do you feel about this whole like new revolution that is going on this year? You are a father of young black men. Yeah. What kind of conversations are going on in your home? 
I mean, it's scary. You know, I got, you know, I got a 20 year old son that's in college and, you know, he's playing basketball in school and, you know, I got a couple younger sons and, you know, they don't really understand what's going on to, to, you know, to a certain degree. I mean, they, you know, they, they hear this stuff, but they don't understand the big moment. My 20 year old and my, 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 my oldest sons, I try to explain to them about just being safe and being compliant. I mean, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're not going home. And that's why I just try to tell them, like, man, when you go out, man, just put yourself in a position where you're coming back home. You know, you ain't got to be too tough. You ain't got to just, you know, try to be that guy that, like, I ain't going today. It's okay to just, you know, kind of just put your head down and just kind of just stay out the way because, you know, people are looking for reasons to harm people. And I just don't want my son to be another statistic, you know, especially with this COVID stuff, which is actually a good thing because it has them scared. They kind of want to separate themselves from people and they don't really go around large crowds and stuff like that. So I'm very thankful. Not, you know, not thankful for the COVID, but with these right. protocols, it kind of keeps them away from the crowds. And since he went back to school, they're doing a good job of kind of keeping them spaced out. They're doing a lot of virtual classes. And like I said, he plays basketball. So that's been his outlet to kind of just, you know, just keep his mind right, man. And I just, you know, just let him know, you know, no conversation is is off limits for us. If you got something you want to talk to me about, you know, I've always been an open upfront dad, you know, from when they was born and know they can talk to me about anything, but I just want them to stay safe. And I just tell myself the same thing. So you've got a son who followed in your footsteps. He's playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. He, he tries. <laughs> what kind of pointers or what are you telling your son about the game and the business aspect that comes along with, you know, being a professional player? Well, you know, it, it's crazy. And I don't know if, you know, if y'all got any kids that's old enough. I know you don't, but I don't know if you got any, got any kids old enough that, that, that they get old enough not to want to listen to you. <laughs> so my kids got old enough to not want to listen to me. Like my son, he's hooping and <clears throat> I'm trying to coach him. You know, as a father, you know, you might do the AAU bit and all this stuff to kind of keep him on the right track, keep him with the right kids around him. And I did that. And he just always had a hard time of separating dad and coach. <clears throat> yes, because, you know, I might say something to him, you know, at home, just, hey, come in the room, do this and that. And then we go into court like, yo, do this and that. And he's He's getting mad because it becomes a buildup for him and then it becomes tone deaf to what I'm saying. It's like, uh, 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 so, you know, we had a problem. So as he's gotten older, he's starting to like revisit some of the conversations I was saying to him when he was 13, 14, like, dang, dad, I wish I would have listened to you back then because now I'm seeing what is, you know, what you were saying back then is, is happening right now in terms of preparation, in terms of when you go to college, you know, we're not taking those sports administration classes and stuff like that. We're taking business classes. We're trying to really learn about this world. Like, we ain't really, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't fucking around. We're trying to really get it. And, like, we ain't here just for sports. Like, we're gonna, if we're going to be here on a scholarship, we're going to learn everything in these, all these books. And, you know, not just hoop. You know, hoop is, is, is icing on the cake. But we're going to get in these books, and we're going to make sure that we're smart when we get out of here. So, you know, his life is set up. So I just get, because I wasn't on that when I was playing ball. I was young, you know, wasn't no internet, wasn't no people in my, I'm, I'm, I'm from the hood. So wasn't nobody in my hood done what I did. So once I got to a certain level, they couldn't tell me nothing no more. I, our conversations was different. I'm listening, you know, not no disrespectful thing, but a lot of people from my hood never left my hood. Now I'm pro, I'm city to city, I'm in, I'm going overseas, I'm doing all this stuff. So I was learning on the fly. I wasn't prepared like I should have been. Like, I wish somebody would pull me to the side as a young boy. Like, yo, if you really got dreams of going to the league, start taking these type of classes and get ready, you know, to learn how to take care of your money, learn how to invest, learn about the stocks, learn about people, take some psychology, you know, some psychology classes so you can understand the mental part of this stuff. Like, if you're really thinking about doing this for your life, 
you know, prepare. I was just hooping, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really understand that world. And that's what I try to explain to my son, like, yo, we're going to be prepared. And if you don't hoop, you're going to, if you don't use this as a profession, we're going to have this degree to back up more so you can do whatever you want to do in life. And that's just what I try to preach to my kids, anybody who want to listen. I coach high school. I preach it to those guys, like, you know, we got to be prepared. And that's just what it is now. Let me ask you a question. You talked about how you're young and you're from the hood. <laughs> And there was nobody to guide you. There was a very yeah. special place that you used to play, right? Yeah. I mean, I was I, I grew up in, you know, in the community centers and all that type of stuff growing up. And, you know, I've had mentors and all those, you know, I had mentors, but like I said, a lot of my mentors eleven never left my neighborhood. So it was just tough. So when you get out there and once you leave your hood, you gotta start trusting strangers and hope they got your best interest in heart. And we all know when it comes to money, boy, <laughs> when it comes to money and, and stuff, people, you know, sometimes their, their interest has changed. I got a question for you and Cherry. Uh, it's about the WNBA. Now, <laughs> here's the reason why I asked. The WNBA is actually good basketball. and But they they were talking about how they don't make the same money as the men. And I think the problem is, and I think uh, – forgot the kid's name but he talked about it before too but i think they're, they're not marketing themselves the right way if you ask me i want to know what you and cherry think about this if you look at tennis tennis men and women play tennis if you look at the uniform that the tennis women play in it's different from what the men play in and yeah. also if you remember i know in the 90s it was big tennis skirts you can sell tennis skirts to, to people who don't even play tennis. I remember the girls used to wear tennis skirts or tennis apparel. Yeah. If you look at the WNBA, women don't wear jerseys for the most part. Yeah. You look at what women wear when they work out. They wear leggings and sports bras and stuff like that. I'm not saying that WNBA <laughs> women wear leggings and sports bras, but they should wear something where they can market so they can bring in that extra money. Because people... Non-hoopers wear hoop shorts. So, so you're talking about the sex appeal of it, huh? Just say it, man. Say you want them out there looking sexy. I, I can tell you exactly what it is. It has nothing to do with them looking sexy. It has to do with what I spoke on earlier. The girls are not allowed to dunk. They are keeping the showtime out of the girls' games. So it's a whole bunch of run and shoot, run and shoot. We watch the guys because we want to watch those hard fouls. We want to watch the alley-oops. We want to see who's dunking and putting their nuts in somebody's face. That's yeah. part of the game. That's the excitement. They don't allow the women to do that. You think those women can't dunk? Yeah. I've watched Lisa Leslie dunk on dudes. Yeah. yeah. No. But literally do not allow them to play. So if you let those women play at the bare minimum, then you only have to pay them the bare minimum because it makes them less appealing than the men. It's a way to keep them in their place. When those girls finally get out there one day and they say, we ain't staying in our place and they play like they can play, I bet you the money will come. Damn. She, she, she answered the question for me, bro. <laughs> I mean, because I've, I've always thought they should lower the rims for the for the ladies in order to make them get them a chance where they are, everybody can dunk. Like, you know, nine and a half feet, nine, you know, somewhere up in there where these girls can have a chance because they need that that showtime. And you're right, too. Also, bro, I mean, se sex appeal is what sells. I hate to say it. I mean, I don't want to demean the women at all, but I think that's what's going to help them. I mean, I think they do need to find a way to differentiate themselves 
from you know from the guys because you know some of these girls you know they they start not no disrespect to them but they had the cornrows they have the you know all all the the shoes on they start kind of looking like the guys and some people can't really tell the difference from the product sometimes so I think you know that your idea was right maybe they could switch up the uniforms a little bit maybe they could lower the rims you know some give it give us just some more punch some showtime just some girls coming through you know not not just the big girls I want to see a six two girl coming up I mean six one you know. Five ten coming through trying to dunk on girls and stuff like that, and I think that would change the game. Because I'm talking about from a marketing standpoint, like how do you market them? You know, Easy. Like, just like you market the guys. Market Michael Jordan. We might, Michael Jordan had a bald head. Michael Jordan wore suits, and you know, yeah. you, know you got. How do you market the women? How do you market women? Weaves and wigs make more money than anything else in the world. You know how many <laughs> girls in the league? Them fake ass braids. Why they not marketing? Why they not marketing? That's an interesting question. That, that's something they should go after. <laughs> the audience isn't so big because they're not watching as much because there's no showtime. Yeah. So, I, I, de I definitely think they need to do something with their rules or something just to make it more interesting. Yes. Maybe I need to go ahead and try to get on the board. <laughs> don't flex, you know, don't flex your muscles you can right people keep telling me that i need to get into politics maybe i need to get into the WNBA. you know you like talking shit yeah, i do <laughs> <laughs> what's the first thing you like okay what do you remember when you first got that big check and you first saw it like what's the craziest thing you ever spent money on <laughs> man i'm you know i'm not i was very frugal man i you know i i didn't really spend a lot of money like that i, mean, I spent money don't get me wrong but you know, like I was, I remember I got my, see, I came in the league in 1998, uh, the lockout. So I got drafted in June 24th, I remember. And I, I couldn't have no, I got drafted June 24th and they locked out July 1st. So I couldn't have no contact with my team for like, till like January, February, something like that. So I was just back at school and I knew I got drafted. I knew I had money coming, but wasn't no, you know, money coming. So I remember I had, you know, a lot of guys are doing this. I took out a line of credit <laughs> and I remember I had like a hundred thousand dollars and it was like, oh my goodness, a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And I just remember I went and, um, I went and got like 20 or $30,000 cash. And I just remember I was just trying to, you know, just help out people, my parents and my, you know, just, you know, I was just didn't gave them some money, gave my friends some money. And then I was still in college at the same time. So I remember I had like a, a two month straight party. <laughs> I mean, there's a party every day. There's, you know, this party celebrating, just happy. You know, we were all broke college kids and I was, you know, I was the one that made it. So I showed so much love. I had a great time. So that was more or less the stuff that I did. I was always a community guy. I'm from a small town. So I always try to invest in the youth, invest in the, um, in the city and try to help and, you know, just kind of just live my life. But I was never a guy that just splurged and did all that crazy stuff. So Bonzi is so sweet and humble, but I'm going to bust him out a little bit because I was trying to ask him about the community centers that he used to play in. And those <laughs> was very special to him. And he says, yes, I had mentors and all that kind of stuff. But now Bonzi has turned around and became that mentor. You yeah. try to skirt your way out of it. But in 2003, they named that community center after yeah. Bonzi Wells. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it was a, I'm from a small town, man, in Indiana, man. I was just, you know, like, you know how it goes, man. The community, it takes, you know, community to help raise, you know, some good kids, man. And I had some good people that kind of, like I said, mentored me. And our community center was our safe haven. I mean, whenever something go wrong, you can always go to the community center. You can be in there. You can get a meal in there. You can spend the night there sometimes. You know, we just had a good one. And 
you know, after I got after I got on, I just, you know, just wanted to do my part, just keep it going and just make sure they have programs going on, make sure they've stayed inspired. Uh, just did anything I can. And, and I'm still in the community. Um, I'm actually uh, just finished my third season. I was supposed to start our fourth season in my high school that I went to in the same city. So, you know, I coached the kids. I actually coached a lot of kids that I grew up with their parents. So it's just actually a crazy, crazy vibe. So it's, it's fun, man. It's just went full circle for me. You know, I've, I've lived a great life, man. I still live a good life. But just to be able to come back, let the kids know it's possible. And, you know, it's get that, I just all I know is giving back. I love him. I love him because he would never tell that. Like, you have to pull. <laughs> what was it like guarding Kobe Bryant? <laughs> sure. You know, that, you know, like I tell people, man, Kobe, you know, like, it just depends. Like, Kobe was that guy, and, and we kicked it. Like, we was that, we kicked it. But Kobe was that guy that made you go to sleep at 8 p.m. the night before. I don't care what you got going on. I don't care if you're in L.A., you know, y'all think you're going to party. Kobe, that guy, because you want to get some rest because you know Kobe is going to he's going to go at you and he can embarrass you. And I don't know if you got friends like my friends, but they call him after every game. If you get your ass busted, like, bro, Kobe, man, come on, bro. Kobe's had 47 on, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I had them nights. So, you know, I, Kobe was a monster, man. It just I knew I had to step my level up to the highest level on both sides of the court. I knew he was going to compete. I knew he was going to, you know, just do whatever he can, try to will his team to a victory. And, and I loved it. And I had a good team behind me and had a great team behind me, behind him. And it was just such great battles. You know, we really miss Kobe's presence, man. I love Kobe, man. I never really got a chance to hang with him off the court, but I just loved everything about him and what he stood for. Can I me follow up? You played with T-Mac. Yeah, that's my man. So, yeah. so were, were they similar? Because everybody used to compare the two. Were they similar? I mean, they're similar, but Mac is so much taller than Kobe. Mac, Mac like six eight. You know, Mac is six eight. Kobe about six five, six six. You know, Mac is long, rangy. But you know, people don't understand. Kobe wasn't the biggest dude. Like we're not big, and what he was doing, the way he was scoring and doing all that stuff, separates him from T Mac just a little bit for me. But Mac was like crazy. Like Mac was like a hybrid. Like he could shoot it. He was long. He had long arms. He was an athlete. He can play great defense. You know, if you, if like people don't understand how underrated defensively T Mac was, he was just, you know, people's like he's scoring, scoring, scoring. But Mac was a great defender and he was a great team guy because he can pass that thing. Like he could, you know, he coming off that thing and making great passes. He was just a hell of a player. Did he remind you of Scotty? He did. He did remind me of Scotty. He was just more an aggressive version of Scotty. He was how we thought Scotty should have been when, when when Mike first retired that first time. Like, yo, Scotty should be getting 30 out here. Scotty should be out here shooting all the balls and hooping. And that's who T-Mac was. I have a totally different question. Puerto Rico holds a special place in your heart. Puerto Rico holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, I'm, I played down there. Yeah, what do you think about the future of basketball in Puerto Rico? Oh, really? How's it looking? I mean, I, I had a great time down there. I, I went down there for like a month. I, I, I was with a team just – kind of was going to play in this tournament. It was like, hey, yo, just come down here and this vacation and you can practice. He's going to play in this tournament. I was like, cool. I was kind of going through it, fresh out the league. I needed a vacation. So I was just down there chilling. And I didn't realize the hoop down there was that good. Like, the boys could really, really play. They play hard. They play together. Um, the fans were crazy. Not, not in a bad way, but just, you know, into it. It was like, oh, we were supporting our team. The support was crazy. So, I, I thought from back then when I went that they were going to be in a great situation for the future. And I know Carlos Arroyo and uh, who else is from this? Carlos Arroyo and somebody else from down there that's really been trying to 
really lead that situation. Do you think that there's a possibility of getting an expansion team one day? Ooh, I've never even heard that, but man. Why not? It's part of the United States. You know what I'm saying? Why would we not have an expansion team from Puerto Rico? Oh, man, that would be sweet. I mean, I'd <laughs> be like vacation and kicking it. Absolutely. I'm, I know, I know the players will love it. <laughs> I mean, if Toronto got a team, why can't Puerto Rico? Right. No, I mean, I'm with you. I've never even heard nobody even say that, but makes you know, sense. it make it makes sense. Don't I mean, let it, people still waiting on that team to go to Vegas. <laughs> I think the next place is going to be Vegas is going to get the next NBA team. Trust me, mm, they are get the football team. Hey, what what is y'all relationship? when you're playing with the media, like with guys like Skip Bayless and Stephen A., Max Kellerman, Colin Cowherd, like, I know, do y'all hear them chirping and, and, and like, give me some insight, like what it's like when the next day, like the next day you come to practice and you hear Skip them went off on, the blaze <laughs> suck and all this kind of stuff. Like, what do you all feel about that? I mean, I know back in the day, we felt some type of way. I mean, cause you know, that, and that's what it was. I don't know if you remember Rashid used to come in there, man, and be like, both teams play horrible, man, you know, because people got to understand these media guys, a lot of these people that's writing this articles and a lot of that stuff becomes Associated Press. They travel with us every day. They, we see them every day. They travel with us. So it's the same dudes asking these questions. So you don't read an article where this dude done said the worst shit about you and your family name. And he don't said this and that and called you dumb and all this, this said whatever. And then they got the mic in your face the next day. And you're looking at him like, like, you like Bonzi, how you feel about this? Man, it was all right. You know, because you got to answer because you don't want to get fined. But you just be like, it's all right, next. You know, because you're feeling some type of way. But, you know, because you're human. And you're like, bro, you don't know me like that. Why would you ever talk to me like that or talk about me knowing damn well I'd knock your whole face off in real life? You ain't going to be talking about me like that. But now you want to hide behind this thing knowing I can't do nothing to you? That's some coward shit. And that's what just make us upset because, like, that's some cowards hiding behind this this pen, but not knowing, you got to report the media, they're entitled to their opinion, but when you're young and wild, you're like, man, I'll whoop your ass. You know? <laughs> I never thought about it like that, though, because I have talked a lot of shit, like when we did the sports shows. Yeah. I used to talk a lot of shit about them and to them. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was the only girl in the middle of a bunch of guys, so I know they, some of them probably hated me. But but you got to understand, your, your mother and father are reading this stuff. People who love you reading this stuff about, you know, like, I'm, a, I'm family. Family means a lot to me. Yeah. So I got, the, you know, my mother, my father, and them, they like, man, my dad used to say this all the, all the time to me when I was young and I was starting to get in trouble. And he was like, man, our family name was a good name when you got it, man. Don't mess it up. And that stuff stayed with me. You know, he said it to me all the time, and that meant a lot to me. So when I used to have my name in the paper and all the good stuff was happening, I knew that represented my family, friends, everybody who had my back. So that means a lot to me. So when they were reading that stuff, I used to get tight like, bro, my grandmother and grandpa, they got to read this, man. They don't want to read this about their grandbaby, man, knowing all the stuff that I've been to and know the person I really am. You're trying to bring me down. And that my, that stayed with me my whole career, that whole job, but he's wild, he's crazy. Like I'm in the hood and stuff and going to these different places and people are like, yeah, he real, he wild. I'm like, bro. I mean, I appreciate it, but I'm like, bro, that's not, right. that, you know, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> I don't know that guy that, that was wild. Well, okay, maybe I was wild with you. No, but, but, uh, but, but you know, perception is reality. And people perceive me being that way because the Associated Press, the verbers that was used on our name. So when people just hearing the verbers or reading, you know, just reading stuff, that's the only way they can perceive you. So that's just what I got because they didn't really know me in real life. Well, 
the people in Indiana, <laughs> bro, they love you. I, I, do, you, you do you do you know the family called the McCoys? In 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 Muncie, where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. You know him? Come on now. I know other, anybody from Muncie. I know the McCoy family. Come on now. They're my, my people. A guy named Rick just died last year. That was Rick. my guy, man. I called him Platinum. Platinum Plus. That was my brother, man. That was my brother, man. I called Ricky McCoy, man. He worked at, he worked at the factory with you. That was my guy. That was my brother, man. OG, he used to hoop. He was one of the guys I looked up to, man. He used to run track. He was a hooper. He was my guy. Ricky McCoy, that's my brother. That's my OG, man. I called him Platinum. One of the most humble gentlemen you'll ever meet in your life, Mr. Bondi yeah. Wells. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, boy, you just touched me, man. Yeah, man that's my dude. I don't, I don't get close with many people, man. But yeah. that dude made me become his friend. <laughs> that's that's him. That's him. Got that deep voice, skinny as hell. <laughs> yeah, good dude, man. Hurt my heart when he passed, man. That was that was really tough, man. That was man, just, great dude. I had four more questions, Cherry. I can't even talk. This man messed me up, man. That, oh, yeah, God. yeah, I man. And that's what Cherry's World is really about. Like, yeah. this show is really for Courtney because Courtney's like a huge basketball fan. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, we, Bonzi will come on. He's like, how do you know Bonzi? And I just, <laughs> B will do it for me. I'll just on, Cherry, these people in Indiana, they love you. A guy named Frank Ross, he talks about your dad and stuff. I mean, they talk, they, yeah. I know the people, the people in Indiana, they love they Indiana players, man. And yeah, they, man. I'm talking about for the past 10 years, they always talk positive about you. Um, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph is another guy too. Point guard. I can't think of his name. But I'm telling you, you messed me up with the with the with the Rick stick, man. But Aww. yeah, you messed me up, man. Because that's how that's Rick, man. Good dude, man. You good dude. That, that makes yeah. I feel like a proud auntie on the other. <laughs> 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 because but for real, like I'm not just trying to say this because you're sitting here. Yeah. I'm saying it behind your back. But <laughs> you are one of the sweetest. Not, like when he says I ran into him, I think I did it like twice too. Like I went off the curb and backed up and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he was like, that's okay, little mama, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> that sound like me too. <laughs> <laughs> he's just consecutively been the same person and i mean this is for over 20 something years yeah if not almost 30 he's been the same exact person the whole yeah time. <laughs> i appreciate so, it Bonzi, that's a real I shit totally <laughs> what's the name of that podcast again of the, of the show man oh it's let's get technical with bonzi and she man we on a we on YouTube. We are, we up on all the audio platforms. We under uh, IG Bonzi She Tech, Twitter, Facebook. We everywhere, man. We just enjoying ourselves, man. Talking good trash, man. And we finally got a voice, man. Like I said, the bad boys got a voice. Tell Sheet, I said, what's up, man? I love. Yeah, I will. I, I will, man. He gonna be watching this thing, man. We support each other on everything, man. I'm I'm just happy I got this. I got that motherfucker talking. You know how he used to do. And look. You gotta tell Gerald for me when this Punky Booster reboot is over. I mean, it might be eight years mm -hmm. from now. Um, tell them after this Punky reboot is over, it might be like eight years from now because I'm praying that Soleil and I will have a job together for a long time. But yeah. I want my seat back in the middle, y'all, at least like twice. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. We need to get you on, man. 
I, I mean, we want to, and we've been talking about getting a lot more women on our show, man, because we've been, we've been niggered out. <laughs> we've been, we've been, they done nigger me to death, man. I'm through with it. <laughs> but, so I yeah, mean, we'll definitely get you on. So I, I really appreciate y'all having me, man. Number love, man. Anything I need from us, man, just let us know. Finally, I appreciate that shout out, man. Slick Rick. That was my that, bro. Rick McCoy. Thanks. Yeah, love, love. All right, thank you very much, man. If y'all need anything, holla at me. All right, blessings to y'all. Thank you, sir. All right. Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 What's up? It's Ocean. What's up? It's your man, Crucial. Make sure you guys check out our new single on September 18th, Do What I Want. It's going to be available on all platforms. Make sure you check it out. Download it. Share it. Dance. Have a good time. And make sure you check us out on Cherry's World Podcast Live. Watch the full interview now with Pins Deep on the official Cherry Johnson YouTube page. Some girls do, some girls don't. Some girls will, some girls won't. Some girls quit, some girls try. But let me tell you about one that's fly. I met this pretty thing named Kate. She was locked up for moving weight. Reading is how she escapes. Her favorite rapper Snoop Dogg and Drake. I just want to take her on a date. Grab a double-double fries and a shake. Excited about her release date. You can find you a soul inmate. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.